Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. What is up? How's it going? Welcome to APR. That's the annexation of Puerto Rico podcast. We are the football podcast, giving you all the ins and outs of every single upcoming game this week. We're going to give our picks for each of the games. We're going to fly through some, dive into the others, and uh, we're going to make some best bets. We're going to have a little uh, weekly fantasy uh, for you fantasy GMs out there. And we are heading into week 13 for this NFL season. We've got the Browns, the Packers, the Titans, and the Panthers on buys this week. So make sure to get those fantasy lineups set. I'm your host, Big Ball and Ben Larson here with the crew. We got everybody tonight. We got Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats. And we've got Raider Eddie. How y'all doing tonight? Fucking hobbled, but doing all right, dude. Yeah, back from the IR. Dude, back from yeah, the man. IR. We're doing happens, glad dude. to have you back, Eddie. Glad to have oh, you back. Thanks, no. dude. Uh, I saw my life flash before my eyes as a 300-pound man was tumbling down the stairs. <laughs> Fucking uh, head over heels, dude. That, uh, that'll do uh, it. That'll do it. It wasn't pretty. It was kind of fun now that it's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like you like Thanks break you. your foot, right? And you're like, oh, man, that, that, that hurts. But like my whole body hurt, dude. Oh, I'm sure. Like that doesn't to sound too fun, dude. No, yeah. Like it just. Don't you yeah. wish you had like one of those cameras inside, uh, security cameras, yeah. so you could have watched I it. Loved uh, to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like I, I wanted to see my face right before I fell because I'm yeah. sure that was like oh, priceless, shit. dude. Yeah. <laughs> like with the real, like you could probably In see slow mo is like realization. Yep. Right. That second realization like, oh, shit, that I'm going, I'm going down. down. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Fuck me. Well, it's good to have you back, but I got to say that we are sponsored tonight by Tavour. Go to Tavour.com and download the Tavour app. Use promo code TAPROOM when signing up to get $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I don't think either of us are drinking Tavour beers tonight, but they do have a great lineup on there. I just bought a couple of uh, a couple of their beers today. But uh, Eddie, I know you're not drinking, but Jordan, what are you uh, sipping on tonight? Well, I made a mistake tonight. <laughs> when don't you make a mistake i meant to grab my evil twin et and instead i grabbed my evil twin christmas eve at a new york city hotel room royal suite edition imperial stout with marshmallow Ooh, coconut vanilla and coconut nibs and this this bad boy coming in at 12 percent, man i feel like you should like dip that in a graham cracker and hold it over a fire dude and make yourself yeah, a little yeah dude this is like it literally tastes like someone just like melted hella chocolate and that's what you're drinking dude and it's very rich very very rich 
Well, we all remember what happened last time Jordan had a uh, 10 plus percentage <laughs> beer on the yes. show. So luckily this one's a this one's a thick boy. So I don't think he's uh, he's going to be flying through it. I like saw him prep with one. some water, too. I saw yeah. like a water bottle with him. So we think we'll be all right. <laughs> I brought two water bottles with me. So <laughs> there we go. There Double we go. Out drinking both of them while drinking this. <laughs> like Stone Cold Steve Austin, it just clank them together yeah, and just, just start <laughs> pouring it on them. <laughs> i'm going with a uh, a beer out of san francisco today this is the bear bottle this is the sauvignon donk uh it's a west coast ipa coming in at 7.6 percent it's tasty i've had a couple of sips of it and uh, i'm definitely enjoying it is definitely that a thick it. is that a light beer dark beer i imagine light, it's a light beer right yeah, yeah yeah light beer who's that from looks, ben looks bear tasty. bottle out of san francisco nice that looks good it is good that passes the eye test for sure yeah it looks like something i wish i was drinking right now no absolutely i I saw the west coast ipa i'm like oh jordan's gonna like this one but uh yeah it's good you there aren't gonna be any uh any left so i'll try to find it again when you're out here next but uh let's go over what happened last week uh last week both jordan and i went nine and six we won some that we uh, we disagreed on, we lost some that we disagreed on, but uh, from the more majority of the ones that we did agree on, uh, we did take those W's there. So nice. uh, we were nine and six. That brings our percentages up, you know, up in both cases. Uh, I'm still uh, at the bottom of the pack here. I am shooting just about at a 45% win rate. Uh, Eddie is sitting at a 46%, and Jordan is bumping up to 48%. He is only right there. We almost there. Yeah. Got to have another good week, and, uh, and, and that can pop up. Definitely can pop up. But uh, before we get into the games, we are going to be talking about our conferences here. We've got the AFC, NFC you know, in, a, in the thick of it right now, you've got a lot of uh, teams that are in the hunt and, uh, and we're going to be looking at what teams we think can go to the playoffs. So we're going to start with the AFC here and, uh, and really look at, uh, at the odds of making the playoffs. You've got the Titans uh, as the number one team overall, uh, sitting with minus 5,000 odds. The, uh, the lowest with uh, negative odds here are the Chargers uh, sitting at minus 128. You've got the Colts at plus 114. And if you want to take a long shot, they're still mathematically in it. The Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Jets sitting at plus 100,000. The Houston Texans sitting at plus 50,000. So uh, out of these teams, guys, where, uh, I mean, do you think any of these uh, negative odds are not going to make it? Do you think Colts, Browns, Raiders, Broncos have any chance? Uh, well, I'm definitely not going to light money on fire with the Texans, the Jets, and Jaguars. Like, that's that's a given. It's too close to Christmas. Hey, Can't do it. Hundred uh, bucks wins you hundred grand. Right, and fucking unicorns are real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but just looking at the uh, like the numbers you asked, like what po- team that was in the positive, and you listed the the Chargers. I think uh, realistically, the Chargers have. Um, one of the harder schedules to finish out the year. So uh, for them to miss the playoffs, I think there's a relative uh, chance there. And on this uh, board that we're looking at, they're actually plus like 106, I think it is. To 106 miss the playoffs. to miss the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, out of all those teams, like I don't think the Bengals are missing the playoffs, right? Uh, even though they don't get to play the Steelers anymore, so that's disappointing for them. Um, the Chiefs, I mean, we were all just kind of waiting for the Chiefs, you know? So I think just out of the teams that are in that plus or negative category that you mentioned, uh, the Chargers, uh, in my opinion, have the best chance to miss the playoffs. 
Um, and I got you mentioned the teams in the plus. I mean, it's the Colts, right? Plus 114. Like, even though they lost last week because of just a dumb coaching decisions to not give the ball to Taylor every play after they had the lead, they still have like probably the best team that's out in the hunt, if you will, um, for yeah. teams in the FC. Yeah, my problem with uh, with the Colts, sorry, Jordan, I'm going to jump in with you, is that uh, really the only way I, I see them getting into the playoffs is if they beat the Titans. And just with the, the schedule that the Titans have, you know, and the schedule that the Colts have, I don't see the Colts winning that division, especially being two games back from the Titans. Yeah, and the Colts do have a pretty tough schedule. I mean, they, they face Houston, schedule. but then they go New England, Arizona, Vegas, and that could very well be like winner of that game makes the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then Colts they have Jacksonville. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think it's tough. I mean, honestly, I think they could beat New England. I think they're good enough too. I mean, they beat the dog shit out of Buffalo, a good Buffalo team. And honestly, they should have won that that Tampa game, dude. Yep. Like you said, Eddie, it was it was poor mismanagement. Um, the muff punt by Hines basically fucking gave Tampa a seven yard short field so i mean that game could have gone either way and i felt that way about a lot of their games dude against tennessee the second time they lost 34 to 31 in overtime they could have won that so you know the colts are a good enough team to beat these good teams it's just a matter of are they going to make those mistakes to win them or are they going to not make those mistakes and they've been pretty good like you know Wentz only has four three interceptions on the year Mm -hmm. so if he can mean if he can hold on to the ball and not get sacked, sack straight fumble, they'll be okay. Um, but I agree, dude. The Chargers have been very Jekyll and Hyde all season. I can't trust them to make the playoffs, although they probably have the most talented team that we're gonna talk about that's close to missing or making the playoffs. So I'm gonna I like the Colts to make the playoffs. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And like and- I unfortunately don't. I don't think they're making it. So out of the ones that are on the bubble then, like, do you think the teams that they have listed as the favorites, the Chargers, Bengals, Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Patriots, do you think that's the AFC? Do I? I do. No, no, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, ben. I, I do. Uh, unfortunately, there's there's no money to ba- be made, but mm. Yeah. There's no money to be made there, unfortunately. Um, you know, maybe you can put some on the Chargers and the Bengals sitting at that, you know, minus 172, minus 128. But, yeah, I, I think those are our top seven teams, and, and they're going to stick that way, um, Most of mostly because of strength of schedule. Um, you've got the Colts with the hard schedule. I, Browns have dropped off enough. I don't think they're going to be coming close. Um, and – you know, we talk about a Jekyll and Hyde team. I think Raiders are right there with it. Um, you don't know which. Well, I think team a lot of these teams are, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. You don't know which team's going to show up, and you know, Raiders have a tough, uh, tough schedule for the end of the season. So, like, yeah. I, I don't see them, you know, putting up a race at least enough to get past, you know, their division. Uh, you know, if one team, dude, that that's on here, that like, if I can make a bet that. Would, is going to get dominated in their first game of the playoffs will be the Titans. They have no shot. Like yeah. everyone on that team is hurt, dude. And Ryan yeah. Tannehill is not the guy that's going to like lead you. You know what I mean? Like he's good because Derrick Henry runs for like 200 fucking yards a game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, if they weren't eight and four and already like 
I mean, they yeah. could very well lose this division, dude. Like, yeah, the Colts could come back and take it, right? Like, and, the, the Colts and, and that's crazy. Is on this list too. They have like the odds to not make the playoffs. You could get that at like plus what is it? Like plus twelve hundred. Uh, and like that's something it's actually pretty good odds. On, dude. Yeah, I'd it should, money on. They that. would literally have to lose like the rest of their games though to not make the playoffs. Well, let's see. Well, they'd like, have to. They'd have to lose two less than. Because they're eight and four right now. Right. Yeah, and yeah, the Colts the Colts play Arizona and New England. So, yeah. you know, those are going to be tough games. So even if you give the Colts those two L's, like that puts them at 6 and 8. They win the rest of their games. They're 9 and 8. So basically the Tennessee Titans would have to lose the rest of their games for the yeah. Colts to win. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I guess it's a little too close to the end, but damn. Like, like I said, first round exit, like 100% would be them. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. see that happen. Unless they play the Ravens, which uh, Lamar would throw another four interceptions. But fucking he stinks. <laughs> I knew I'd, I'd uh, stir the pot there with Eddie on that one. <laughs> um, all right, let's move over to the NFC. Uh, right now we've got uh, Arizona, Green Bay, and uh, Tampa Bay off the board for making the playoffs. They're basically saying it's a lock, no chance that they're not going yeah. to make the playoffs. Uh, odds to miss the playoffs for those three teams. Arizona and Green Bay are sitting at plus 4,000. Uh, Tampa Bay is sitting at plus 2,800. So then that moves us to a few teams that, uh, you know, that, that really have at least some odds of, uh, of making the playoffs here. And that puts us at uh, Dallas Cowboys sitting at minus 1,600. The Rams, the Niners all sitting at negative value there. Um, and then you've got Minnesota, Philly, and New Orleans as the three closest to, uh, to kind of try to get that last, uh, that last wild card spot. Um, I personally think it's going to go Minnesota, um, you know, plus 100. It's not, again, not great odds, but you're going to be doubling your money if you put it on there. Um, and they did take the big loss last week, but if Dalvin Cook comes back, if he's not out for too long, um, I think that's a, that's a good way for, you know, the Vikings to take that spot. I just don't see Philly really going distance and New Orleans, not good. The NFC is just so funny because it's like so much mediocrity in this conference, dude. It's like I could see a a lot of scenarios. And as bad as the Eagles are, like they do play pretty decent defense and they can run the ball. And if they can run the ball, they're a really good team. It's just when they can't run the ball and they play from behind, that's when they are not a good team. So, I mean, the formula is there for them to win. I mean, we see teams that make the playoffs all the time with that kind of formula. It's just they end up losing in the first round or so. Mm -hmm. And the Cowboys look kind of susceptible, dude. Their defense, you know, looked really great in the first six weeks of the season, and now it hasn't looked that great. And it looked like that young defense that we thought it was going to be. You know, they were getting a lot of interceptions, and especially, you know, pick sixes from Trayvon Diggs, and now he's getting burned every fucking game, dude. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that door is open for the NFC West. And Washington's playing really great, too. Taylor Heineke's been getting the job done. You know, Chase went out, Chase Young. And ever since then, their defense has looked like the defense we expected yeah, it to be. I was going to say they played better. It's a little crazy. It's definitely a little crazy. It's almost like they, like, stop relying on him to make the plays. You know what I mean? And they've all. Well, like, it's also their, their, their bye week came at that time, too. So, yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. kind of able to regroup. And I, I know they moved like Landon Collins. 
to like a, a money backer linebacker instead of in coverage all the time. And that fool can't cover for shit. So yeah, no, it's so stupid why they're using him in coverage. <clears throat> dude, it's the same thing with Seattle and Jamal Adams. Like that dude's not a coverage cover safety. Right. It's like the Raiders with fucking Abram, dude. Like just yep, same thing. Do that shit. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. honestly, Abram's why the Chiefs were able to kill him because they kept oh, playing yeah, single course. high safety because he was playing more in the box, and then they just kept fucking going over the top. But well, every game, dude, <laughs> that's every every time the Raiders gave a touchdown, it's over, dude. <laughs> but the NFC is close, dude, and I could see a lot of scenarios here where teams make the playoffs. I would probably put my best odds though for Washington. I do think I thought they were the best overall team in that division coming into the season. They lose Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously. Their defense wasn't as good as we anticipated, but we anticipate that defense to be good and it is starting to look good. So I kind of have to take that factor into it. Like, is this defense that defense we thought it was going to be mm. now? Because if it is, and they get this kind of production from Taylor Heineke, they could be anybody, dude. They could play with anybody. I mean, they beat the Bucks. Right. Yep. So well, I think the big thing with Washington is they play the Cowboys twice. So yeah, they, that's they have a thing. great shot at, at catching the Cowboys, but they have to get W's there. And that's. Yeah. And that's I think they the have two thing. against the they Eagles, right, Ben? Uh, yep. They have one they against do. the Eagles. Oh, two against the Eagles, one against the Giants. So, yeah, that's kind of like the point. So I was fate is make. really in their own hands. I mean, you could say that for all three of those teams, right. Dallas, right. Philly and Washington, like. They control their own destiny, really. Like, if they win those division games, that team is winning the division. So who do you think is the best team in the division, I guess you would say, in that aspect? And I I think we would all say the Cowboys, but Cowboys haven't looked so great lately. Well, they have one of the worst fucking corners in the NFL. Uh, so that <laughs> who was about to who was on well, pace to shatter the interception record <laughs> right dude he's on pace to shatter the interception record and yards given up Fuck, dude. <laughs> seriously that dude that dude's rough to watch dude um <laughs> but uh like kind of going back to your guys's point like if i was making bets here on this i would probably put money on both the eagles and the football team because one of them is going to become is going to you know what i mean they're going to push ahead because all their games after this week are all against the division you yeah. mentioned the eagles and the football team playing against each other uh twice the year but then they sprinkle in the giants and the cowboys each <clears> of them, right so it's basically who's going to win those two matchups um and i again i reason i put it on both is just because like the odds are very similar plus 220 plus 300 um and it's going to be decided by those two teams basically on like that last playoff spot is what i'm getting at like the yeah uh, i think they're going to beat the out the vikings spot. yeah dude if dalvin cook going down like i know that madison's like only good. a week to two weeks though still but at this point in the season though like one to two games is a lot well, you How know, many primetime games does Minnesota have the rest of the year? I have no. Oh, good point. Fucking primetime cousins, dude. Can't trust him. Yeah, can't trust him. If they have you know what I mean? any more prime. I mean, it's real, dude. Like he's Minnesota he's like, plays Thursday, Monday. Oh, that's one, two losses. Yeah, two out of their last six. Dude, Ooh. so that's guaranteed two losses there. And, and if they've they got lose. a pretty tough schedule. Uh, no, no, never mind. They don't. <laughs> they play the Lions, the Steelers, the Bears, the Rams, the Packers, and then the Bears again. So, hold on. So, who do we have to watch on primetime for that? The Packers is probably one of them. And then the Lions, Bears. Uh, sorry. Uh, Vikings Steelers is Thursday night. And mm-hmm. then Vikings Bears is Monday night. 
Yikes. So you know that's crazy, that Vikings Steelers game. Like this is like a pre-bet, dude. I'm just slamming the under. Like that game's gonna fucking be awful because the Steelers can't score. Fucking cousins in prime time, forget it. Yeah, uh not that's not good. Honestly, I, I also think that looking at Rams plus six hundred to miss the playoffs, that's a pretty good bet too. I don't think they missed the playoffs, dude. I think they just have to get some shit figured out with Woods being out. And you know but, what I mean? But their offensive line sucks. A couple weeks now. They can't run the ball. Yeah. We're and talk they, about a first round exit. I think uh I think Rams are gonna be one of those first round exits. Or I guess wild card exit. Yeah, I think too. Like I feel like McVeigh gets out coached all the time. He you know has I mean? been like, lately, dude. Yeah, like at least this year. Maybe not in years past, but like this year, he's been getting out coached by like I don't know. It feels like it's like all their losses have been that way. Well, a big, and, I mean, we're going to get into the Rams a little bit later, but yeah, a big yeah, part yeah. of the Rams issue, in my opinion, and like watching their games and, and looking at all the data and stuff, is they can't run the ball. And that's really what McVay likes to do. Like, that's what he that's what he wants to do first is run the ball and everything comes off the play action. They don't get that. And then you take Robert Woods out and he was basically like, he would open things up for Cooper Cup because right. he couldn't double team both. And yeah. it's like Odell Beckham Jr., they have him running like one route, dude, just to go. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, dude, you have to have. It does, so. I mean, that's a fair point, but it's just a bad mixture. And then on defense, their defense has like gotten worse every week, dude. It's like, what's going on yep. here? Yeah. And they added on defense too, which is exactly that's like Aaron Donald doesn't look the same, and fucking Jalen Ramsey don't look. No, I mean Jalen Ramsey's definitely been the better of the two. Jalen Ramsey's still playing pretty good, dude. Like, I mean Devontae Adams fucking shredded him, dude. Well, who who doesn't Devontae Adams shred? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I mean that's kind of like that. I think I mean we can go into that later, but Adams is a different breed of animal, dude. But I do think that the Rams are susceptible to losing, dude, because the Niners are playing really fucking good. The Cardinals, we already know, are going to make the playoffs. So it's like, are we really going to get three teams out of that division that make the yeah, playoffs? Probably. I mean, we very well we, could. We said it was going to happen at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's definitely the best division I, in the I, NFC. I don't right? think we thought it was yeah. going to be the 49ers, but I thought we, I think we thought it was going to be the Seahawks. But, you know. Yeah. Seahawks are basically, yeah. goddamn, they're basically eliminated, dog. Yep. They suck. Yeah, yeah they're dude, they're terrible. 2,400 to get into the playoffs right now. They fucking, they're terrible. Russell Wilson stinks. Gabe Jackson, I love how you talk shit about losing with the Raiders and then go to Seattle. Well, enjoy that medicine. Piece of shit. Uh, how do you really feel, Eddie? How do you really <laughs> feel, dude? How do you really feel? I just think it's funny. All right, so we've got uh, we've got some good picks for the AFC. We've got some good picks for the NFC uh, to make some money um, if you are not taking teams for the playoffs. Um, but uh, let's move into this Thursday night game. Then we're going to take a quick break and uh, then get into the not so prime times. So let's talk about Thursday. We've got uh, we've got the losers of uh, of Thanksgiving here coming up. <laughs> Uh, so we've got the Cowboys going into New Orleans to play the Saints. Cowboys are getting a little bit healthier. Uh, both uh, both wide receivers, Cooper Cup and uh, CeeDee Lamb, are slated to be back. Uh, we've also got uh, Lawrence Taylor coming back, I believe. Lawrence, Lawrence. Taylor? Sorry, Lawrence Taylor's coming out of retirement? Uh, no, sorry. He's coming out of retirement, dude? What? 
That's what called. name am I thinking of? Um, C.D. Lamb? No, no, no. Oh, the, uh, Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. Lawrence. There we go. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I was a Lawrence Taylor, dude. I got a fucking. No, I knew there was now? a Lawrence in there. Is he um, coming back? He is. He is slotted to be back. Demarcus uh, Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence says his name. Demarcus yeah. Lawrence. Okay. <laughs> um, he is scheduled to be uh to be back this week. Um. I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's a necessarily a good thing, dude. Because honestly, like the Cowboys' defense looked like shit when he was in there, and then he got hurt, and that's when they really started to look better was because they were able to move Micah Parsons to the edge. So now they got to move Micah Parsons back to, you know, middle linebacker, Rome, Romer, Robin. And well, it's a good thing that they're going to be playing the Saints because uh, <laughs> right. So right now we've got uh, we've got uh, the Saints are home dogs uh, by four and a half points over under sitting at 47 points. But they're going to start Taysom Hill, dude. Taysom Hill know. time, baby. Taysom Hill is getting the start. You've also and got could- seven coaches on uh, the Cowboys who are going to be out for COVID. No, but uh, McCarthy's a, out, that could so be that's another way positive thing, that's dude. Way yeah, better, that's dude. That could be another positive thing. Yeah. So. And he's an idiot. No, I, 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 I mean, the Taysom Hill thing, dude, it's, like, intriguing to me. Like, uh, we saw him play last year, right? And it was, like, talk about Jekyll and Mr. High. Like, he'd have good games. Obviously, he ran the ball in because uh, he, he doesn't really throw the ball that well. Maybe he didn't know the offense that great. Not sure, but, um, I mean, he's basically sat all year, right? He hasn't really done anything. He's hurt, and now he's coming back. Like, they just paid him all this money. You know, I don't know what kind of, like, dirty pictures he has um, on the Saints owner that he keeps getting paid for doing nothing. But, like uh, – Well, the one thing I will say, dude, is that Sean Payton, he's like a quarterback whisperer, dude. Like – you know, yeah. Drew Brees wasn't that good until Sean Payton got a hold of him. Well, Drew Brees is good in, in San Diego, dude. He that wasn't was Hall of Fame level that he was in. Well, no one will be in San Diego. That franchise stinks. That was a good team then. He had Ladanian Tomlinson. You know, he, that was a good team, dude. Marty Schottenheimer yeah. was their head coach. That was a great team. But Sean Payton is a good quarterback whisperer, dude. And the fact that he like basically convinced the saints to pay this man 40 million dollars tells me that he knows something like he well, sees he's something the, he's got the shohei otani you know figure where he can play two two positions so True. that's a huge draw to it that you can line him up as a tight end and he can throw the ball mm-hmm. so and i guess kamara is supposed to be uh back to but in like limited but limited like he's probably not going to play as many reps as normal but yep so got mark ingram Mm-hmm. You know, my fancy team. I'd like if Ingram just played. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, I I don't like what I've seen from the Cowboys the last couple of weeks, and it's been the Cowboys a, have been hurt the last couple of weeks. And I think that's, that's a big true. thing is that the Cowboys are getting healthy, and that's uh, I, I think that's going to be a big shot in the arm to it. But they're but their running they backs have been healthy. Their offensive receivers. line has been healthy, and they still haven't been able to run the ball. Zeke hasn't been healthy, and Zeke still isn't. Healthy. Yeah, Zeke got hurt. Like in that, they got beat up in that Chiefs game, dude. Like Zeke had his ankle rolled up on. Cooper got the concussion. Oh, not concussion. I'm sorry, he got COVID after that. So I'm sorry. See, Lamb got the concussion. Yeah. Uh, so that he missed the next game. Like they weren't healthy against the Raiders. Sure. I mean, the offense wasn't the issue in that game. Though. It was that defense and uh, Brown on the right side, like, just grabbing everybody every time they went out for a route, dude. Like. But the Saints are a much better defense than the Raiders. And oh, 100%. The, 
the Cowboys couldn't even move the ball with all their guys in there against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are one of the worst defenses in football. I mean, I know they've been playing better I mean, late, but still. <laughs> they yeah. they were, but the Chiefs went back to playing Chief defense, and, and that was at a, a much higher level than what we had previously seen. I mean, the right, Chiefs have been the playing Cowboys at a much higher level, everybody. offensively and defensively. Yeah, I mean, I think that teams are allowed to have bad games, dude. And I think that Chiefs game was just like a bad game. Plus, it's in Kansas City. Like, that so what about the Broncos being, game? Which, uh, I'm mean, again, dude, like you're not going to be perfect. And look at the way this NFL season's been, right? Like, we saw so, the Bills lose the Jaguars. So they, dude, they had you know a bad I mean? game, a good game, a bad game, a good game. And now it's going to be another bad game. They didn't have a good game last week. You think they did? Yes, the Raiders. I thought. I mean, they, they put up enough bad. points to win, dude. Their yeah. defense was just bad. It wasn't their That's offense true. really? That's true. Um, I don't know. I just think the Saints' offense is abysmal dude maybe it would taste some we don't know with Taysom hill it could be different it could be um i mean i i can only go off what i saw Taysom hill do last year right um but again complete different animal and this is the first time Taysom hill is going to be playing in front of fans yeah yeah but it does benefit he's he's in the he's in he's at home right so um that'll help out i don't know i'm gonna take the cowboys here just because i i think they're the better team but i wouldn't it. I'm actually probably not going to bet the game just because, again, we don't know what Taysom Hill is going to do. Like it's just complete yeah. wild card, dude. I would like look for like um, an in-game prop of like rushing yards, right? If there's like team rushing yards for the Saints or something, taking the over there, just because we know Hill's going to run it more than he's going to throw it. Probably. I like I like the Saints here with the points. <clears throat> I don't think they lose back to back home games. I think Taysom Hill's going to throw out a different wrinkle. The Cowboys haven't really been able to prepare for it either, really. And uh, we don't know how it's going to – how we don't know what's going to transpire. No. But I do think that he'll be able to at least, you know, lift that locker room after, you know, the abysmal performances by Trevor Simeon the past yeah. couple weeks. And he'll at least give that team hope that they can win. Home fans behind them, give me the Saints here on Thursday night, plus four and a half. What do you mean they haven't been able to prepare for him? They played on Thursday. He hasn't it's a full week. Oh, he's no, saying, Jason no Hill hasn't played year. all year. Yeah, it's just no film. Let me ask you guys something real quick. Like, were, if you were, if you had somebody like at your work that was as bad at their job as Trevor Simeon is as bad as football, would you still have them employed? <laughs> Everybody nah. has a person at their work that is just. But as I feel bad like Nathan Peterman has a job still, is. and he's Where's worse. He Oh, he's probably on somebody's practice squad. Oh, uh, maybe. Well, then Simeon should be on the damn practice squad because, man, that's hard to watch. Well, Simeon is play. supposed to be third string. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Basically, practice squad. He's so. supposed. That's I, I, I'm a, like when I was a kid, I always dreamed of being a third string quarterback in the NFL, dude. You never oh, get best hit. Best job you get in the world. Paid dude. fucking hell of money. You hold a clipboard and like you never play. Like I could have best that job easy. in the world, dude. Hell yeah. Oh well. All are crazy. So you guys are both taking the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. I think I will. I just don't think the Saints are going to be able to score enough. They won't need to. I think they're going to do enough defensively. Could be, but again, that's why I'm not going to. I'm not going to throw money down on it. Um, on the game, I will because I'm a degenerate. I know, give me I, a reason no, to pay attention. I wasn't going to bet like 13 other things, dude. I'm just not going to throw money down on the game. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I think we're I think we're getting a little t- too caught up on how last week New uh, New Orleans kept Buffalo to a low. Oh no, sorry, 
New Orleans didn't keep Buffalo to the low score. I mean, they've been they've been letting points up left and right. 31 against Buffalo, 40 against Philly, 23 against Tennessee, and 27 against Atlanta. That's a lot yeah. of points in the last four weeks. It is, but their defense so has been on the field for so long. So long. Dude. If yeah, they just get a first I, down or two. Last week, dude, while. their defense on was on the field for like the first half for like, I feel like, you know, 28 of the 30 minutes. <laughs> yep. Their defense was always out there, yeah, dude, because like, their offense couldn't even move the ball. I thought my TV was paused. I like went upstairs, you know, hobbled my way up there, like went to the bathroom, took a shower, came down. Saints were still on defense. Like went and made <laughs> a sandwich bad, and came back. Saints were still on defense. I thought my TV was broken, dude. <laughs> you ate a sandwich after eating thanksgiving dinner dog well we eat at like two o'clock dude three o'clock oh damn so it's so like lunch way, yeah so you could eat the, the turkey sandwich later there we go oh yeah there we go all right let's take a quick <laughs> some veteran come shit, back to dude. these uh <laughs> these uh not so primetime games and we'll be do you like sports <laughs> yeah do you like beer well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. All right, we are back. Make sure to check out the Taproom Sports Podcast with Jordan and I coming out for your Monday morning commute where we review craft beers and talk the week in sports. But it's time to get back to these not-so-primetime games. Uh, we are going to start here with the Bucks heading into Atlanta to play the Falcons. Uh, right now, Bucks are sitting at 11.5-point favors on the road. Over-under is sitting at 50.5. Do you think 11.5 is too much? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> you know, like, um, I think that on like on paper this should be a blowout again because I mean, just look at the Falcons, right? Like, you have Russell Gage as your number one receiver. You still don't have Calvin Ridley. Um, you for some reason like they're having uh, Kyle Pitts run like ten yard uh, fake patterns on it on like third and four when he should be your number one option, like. They haven't the figured out how to get him. Sucks. Offensive line sucks. Matt Ryan just, you know, he's Matt Ryan, but just older. So it's just <clears> kind of like up and down, up and down. Um, they're getting good production out of Cordell Patterson, but I mean, I don't know. I think the Bucks are starting to get a little healthier too. Um, Gronkowski's back. And that team with Gronk in the lineup is a completely different team, dude. Like, yeah. He's the, for some reason, he just gets open and he doesn't even run like routes, right? He just runs straight and Brady throws and hits him. Like it's not like it's not a complicated scheme, but he's just always open, dude. So, um, yeah, I think the Bucks probably win. And the last time they played, what was the final? 48 25. And that was a close game going into the fourth quarter. Like, I think the only thing that would concern me here um, to back the Buccaneers is that they really haven't been that good on the road all year. They should have lost to Indianapolis, dude. Like, it was a muff yeah. punt and a fucking 
sack strip fumble that really changed the game and gave him short fields. You take those two short fields away, and we're talking a totally different game, especially if in especially if Indianapolis ran the ball um when they were up by 10, but they refused to run the ball. I don't know why. So you know, we could be talking about a completely different scenario here. So I'm not completely sold on the Bucks on the road, which would make me lean the plus 11 and a half. Because, I mean, the Falcons are still a professional football team, dude. They still have some credibility. They are, you but know they're what also I mean? ranked 31st against the pass. Yeah, and I mean, they're definitely the one of the worst the teams, dude. I'm not saying that. But the, go ahead. But the, the spread is a great equalizer. You know what I mean? And the Bucks haven't really blown anybody out on the road all year. In fact, they're only one in three on the road. And they lost to two or they uh, they lost to uh, uh, yeah, also New Orleans on it. the road. And tra- who was the quarterback? That was a game when Jameis Winston got hurt, right? Was that game? Uh, no. I th- Well, yes, actually. I think that was the game he got hurt. We also got to think about it. We're talking Tampa Bay and Atlanta here. That's not a long distance. There are going to be a lot. And with Atlanta being such shit, like there are going to be a lot of Tampa Bay Bucks fans there. They can buy the tickets. They'll make that drive to go up and watch Tampa Bay. So it, it it's not going to be as much of an away game as it is. Well, mm-hmm. still away though. I mean, yeah, it's still away, but yeah, the other thing too is like the Bucks have lost on the road to like teams with like pretty good defenses, right? Like their losses were um, to Washington uh, at the beginning of when they started actually playing better defense. They lost to the Saints the on the road, who has a good defense. The Rams when they were playing better defense, uh, and I don't think the Falcons' defense being, I think it's like thirty first in the league in overall defense, um, can really really hang you know what i mean like you mentioned they beat up on the bad teams dude and this is just one of those bad teams that they think they're gonna beat up on the one thing i really like about the bucks now is that they're utilizing fournette they're getting him into the game and that was something that we didn't see last year and i think that makes this offense a little bit more dynamic is when you have that run threat that you know 90 percent of the time is going to be a pass but you know, you, you have to worry about it at least 25% of the time because you have a, a good running back back there in, in Fournette. Mm. So I, I kind of see this one being a blowout. Fournette be hella Jekyll and Hyde too, man. Like one week he looks hella good, yeah, and then the next week that gets like 10 yards, dude. This mm. happened like twice this year. So, and, and a lot of what the Bucks like to do, like, is predicated on the run game. Like when they run the ball well, they usually – they probably win – a majority of games where they rush for over 115 yards. Um, so I think that's going to allow the Falcons to focus a little bit. I don't know. The Falcons suck, dude. Like, <laughs> they really do. Right. Like, I just yeah. – I can't – I mean, 11 and a half is a lot in a division game, dude, on the, on the road. Yeah. I mean, I get what you mean. Like, 11 and a half is a ton, dude, especially for, like, a home dog or whatever. But, like, I just think the Falcons – like, when the Falcons, like – I don't know, dude. They get blown out by good teams. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at, like, their their games they played this year, every so, time they've played a good yeah. team, they've lost. Patriots, they've 25 lost nothing. Cowboys, 43-3. to yep. Saints, they were close with. Panthers, they were close with. Dolphins, they were close with. Jets, yeah, the they were mediocre close teams, with. it's a like close game, yep. right? You know? Bucks, but then, last time, 48-25. Eagles, they got smashed 32-6. to 
Yeah, I don't necessarily I, say Eagles like are a good one, team, no. but that's like week one. But still, like that's like I just think like how we were talking about um, who was it before that we were talking about that? Oh, the Eagles, how they're gonna like they beat the the bad teams and then they struggle against the good teams. I kind of see the Falcons in that same boat, um, and it's just hard for me to trust uh, one of the worst defenses in the NFL and a. T- team offensively doesn't have its number one weapon and can't figure out how to get its number two weapon involved in the game in Kyle Pitts. Like they had like that little brief moment, right? Like a couple weeks ago where he was getting the ball a lot and now he's just disappeared again. I feel like they can't really get him involved because teams are like triple teaming him. Yeah, yeah. They know that's all they have. Yeah, it's just they cover him and they cover Cordero Patterson and then they just kind of, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm going to take the points. I don't love it, but I'm going to take the points. All right, we're going to go to uh, one that we're going to fly through really quick. Uh, We've got the Vikings heading into Detroit to play the Lions. Right now, Vikings are seven-point favors on the road. Over-under sitting at 47. What bet do you guys like best here? I mean, I should take the Vikings, but they don't ever (laughs) win big, and I can't trust them. So I'm going to take the Lions to cover, but the Vikings will win by, like, some weird field goal at the end or something. Yeah, I I kind of 100% agree with the analysis, dude. Like, seven points is a lot for a a division rival, especially a team that, like, every game is within, like, a field goal. Damn near. It's, like, Like always a field goal. The three of us can go out there against them and fucking Cousins will figure out a way to throw a pick to all three of us. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Yeah. So, I'm – It's just a weird team. I'm definitely going to take the points here. But, again, I don't love it. Neither do I, but cousins only has three interceptions on the year. I know, but it feels like 30, doesn't it? <laughs> it's always it should be 30. But it should be 30. Um, yeah, I can't I can't go with it. Uh Detroit's averaging a whole 15.8 points per game. And yeah. that is just they can't they can't put up points. Um, and yes. Minnesota's defense isn't all that great, but again, I just I I don't see them even putting up two touchdowns here. I'm yeah, giving them. And that's fair. <laughs> uh, I'm giving them what thirteen points. I mean, it could two be a blowout and a touchout. So I'm it going. Be. I'm going Vikings here. Vikings took a, 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 t- a tough loss last week. And, yeah, it's just uh, like a game that like is just rough to look at, dude. Like. I just don't trust the Vikings. It's really what it comes down to. Yeah. All right, let's move to one we're actually going to talk about. This is going to be the Cardinals heading into Chicago to play the Bears. You've got Cardinals coming off a bye week. You've got Hopkins back. You've got Murray back. Edmonds is back. Um, Who else? I'm sure there's even more. Um, Coming up against Andy Dalton on the Bears right now. Cardinals are sitting at eight-point favors, again, on the road. A lot of road favors here this week. Um, over under sitting at 46. We have a weather report for this game. Light rain in Chicago, 54 degrees. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I have game time weather at 40. Oh, so your weather is colder. Yep. Yikes. I honestly like the Bears here, just because I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Because if the weather is shitty, dude... Like, I could very well see this being like a 
like a 14 to 7 game or a 14 to 8 game or a 17 to 10 game. Cause I mean, yeah. dude, the Cardinals are a I mean they they're in Arizona, dude. It's like 80 degrees there right now. You know what I mean? Right. And you gotta right. go and fucking play East Coast time. 10 a.m. Uh, start. Yeah. In the fucking freezing ass cold 40 degree weather, dude. Like that's brutal. They're not used to it. You could tell that we all live on the West Coast. When we're like 40 yeah. degree weather is fucking freezing, dude. Yeah, like dude. <laughs> I, so I kind of actually like the Bears here cut with the eight. Just because shitty weather is going to be a shitty game. Yeah, I'd love this at seven. But that, I mean, that's a basically, I mean, I know you can, it can be a one possession game, but, you know, we're talking a two possession game here. Pretty much, yeah, unless it's a Bears two point conversion. Dude, Bears the Bears do rough. suck. Well, this is a game that could just be ugly, dude, because of the weather. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Cardinals here. I think we're gonna have James come, Connor coming out party. I mean, I like Connor to be have a big day, but he could have two touchdowns. That's it, and that's the two scores. No, you've got Kyler back. He's gonna. And my guy out. Matt Prater, dude, that that dude can literally only make fifty plus yard field goals. Anything inside fifty <laughs> yards, dude, that dude cannot make. The, yeah. um. Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting game for sure, just because, like you said, with the weather. I don't know what, like, Kyler's stats are in, like, cold weather rain games. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to know that stat. I don't think we can we have that stat. But um, the other thing, too, is, like, for whatever reason, the Bears seem to have, like, a pep in their step with Dalton out there. Now, I know they only won 16-14 last week. Against uh, Detroit. Against Detroit. But, like, Detroit hangs tight with a bunch of teams. So it's not, like too crazy that that happened but um like the offense looks better you know what i mean dalton's able to stretch the field out a little bit um they have montgomery back which is a big piece um i still think the cardinals are a far superior team uh obviously i mean that's a given Uh, and they're getting everyone healthy um and if it is raining like it doesn't really affect kyler too much right like he's just going to run the ball more yep So I was able to find this right here. So on the road, Kyler Murray career, 66% passer, 66% completion percentage, 28 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 96.8 quarterback rating. So it's higher than when he plays at home. Uh, Outdoors, he is a 67% passer, 96.8%. 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions. All right. So that's not terrible. Um, yeah, I'm still going to ride with the Cardinals, I think, dude. I like the I, – I do think the Bears will keep it close, but, like, eight points is a ton, though. I feel like, though, I'm going to take the Bears, then it's going to be, like, fucking 35 to 7, dude. You know what I mean? Like, because the Cardinals with Kyler and everybody healthy, they haven't really played a close game. Really. He's never like, he's never played the Bears before either. I played in Chicago. Mm. No, I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. I'm still going to stick with the Cardinals. You're going uh, Cardinals? I am. It's because, like I said, if with them healthy, that's the games aren't really close. You know what I mean? Yep. Except for that Packers game where they lost. The Cardinals game. The Cardinals fan is taking the Bears. Yep. 
It's uh, I mean, so that almost guarantees like, a W. So that's that's a good. Yeah, either way, you win, dude. That's yep. like uh, hedging your bet there. Yep. I mean, I just don't see us winning by more than eight, dude. I think it's gonna be a close game. Yeah, it's fine. That is fine. All right, let's move one to that we're gonna run through. Uh, this is gonna be the Dolphins hosting the Giants. Uh, Dolphins are four point favors here. Dolphins have been looking pretty good these uh, past couple weeks. Yeah, I'm going Dolphins as well. Um, and Eddie, uh, Jordan, we were talking before the show that uh, Daniel Jones might not be getting the start here. Is that still the case? Yeah, so Judge said on Wednesday that Daniel Jones has a neck injury right now. They expect him to participate in practice, but they're not sure. So there's a very good chance that he doesn't play this game. The line actually came down, though. It was Giants plus five. That news came out today. Now they're plus four. So a lot of people think that maybe um, – what's his face? Um, Glennon. Glennon. Mike Glennon is a better quarterback and it could very well be the case because Daniel Jones is a goofy dude, bro. Yeah, small dude. hands smell he's like got all that fucking whiplash from fucking laid out and shit yeah like i get it and now you have glenn he's got it like the largest neck in football so i can expect him to go out with a neck injury nah, davis mills quick. actually oh, davis good mills point. good point <laughs> 2.0 dude yeah so jordan are you going dolphins you going giants I'm going to take the Dolphins here just because I think the Dolphins have it figured out. Brian Flores is a better coach than Joe Judge. Although both Joe Judge and Brian Flores came from uh, Belichick, the Bill Belichick yeah. tree. So, yeah, could be an interesting game here. Nice. All right, let's talk about this one. Uh, we got the Washington football team heading into Vegas to play the Raiders. Raiders are two and a half point favorites here. Over under is sitting at 49 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take a quick nap while uh, Eddie goes over this game. Uh, it's not uh it's not gonna be too crazy dude like the football team's playing a lot better they're on like what three game winning streak but that offense still looked pretty bad against the seahawks raiders get a lot of pressure with the said the bad word uh football team um their tackles are their weak part of their offensive line but the raiders are playing at home and they don't fucking win at home dude like it's just that's a fucking curse building because it's not in Oakland. So um, I think they figured something out with Deshaun Jackson. He's just learned this, the uh, offense a little bit more. So he's able to be on the field. They will stretch the, uh, well, stretch the field three out. and three at home this year. Yeah, dude, they stink at home. Um, I just, I, for me personally, it just doesn't feel like that's the Raiders home, dude. You know what I mean? Maybe it will in a few years, but like Oakland will always be the Raiders home to me. Um, so that's probably just more of a bias thing. Um, but yeah, like the offense looked pretty good against the Cowboys. I mean, was that more of the Cowboys terrible defense? Like, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it's going to be like another dog fight and low scoring games. Aren't really the Raiders, uh, forte. So if you're giving the football team two and a half, I like giving them two and a half. I also would even sprinkle some on the money line. I actually think Washington wins the game. So. Nice. I think the one thing that does worry me about this game for for Washington, though, is that, uh, you know, they were able to run the ball very well against um, Seattle on Monday, but they haven't really been able to run the ball all year. So is that something that's going to carry over to this week? Because if it does, I like Washington better. 
plus we don't know the health of uh, like who the Me fuck's going to kick field goals for them. Yeah, well, they signed. Well, that's a good point because they signed a kicker off the practice squad of the Bears. Who uh, it's uh, amazing that you would sign someone off the Bears practice squad. Yeah, they have like the worst kicking issues, dude. <clears throat> yeah, um, but also McKissick with his little like stinger. I don't. I haven't heard anything if he's going to play or not. He's probably uh, going to be out, but Antonio Gibson looked really good last week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but like the McKissick gives that like backfield um, dynamic, right? Like, what's the what's the issue with Waller? Is he playing? So he probably he not. should be in. Probably no, I saw not. he was oh, doubtful. Today. Says doubtful. Yeah, they they downgraded him today. Usually that's not uh, the best news. Um, uh, there's a small chance that. Uh, Mullen can come back, uh, but they'll probably will keep him out till next week. So um, the thing with Waller, though, is that uh, they I think they're going to play on the side of caution, right? Like, and yeah. give him out, just give him an extra week, uh, which is not like if you're for fantasy lineups, like uh, picking up a Moro as our tight end, he's going to get a lot of work too. And Carr likes to throw to him. So that's a, not a bad pickup for the week, but. I don't know if we can run the ball like we did uh, last week because the Raiders, like their offense was pers- was like built on Josh Jacobs getting the ball over 20 times, right? And I think last week was the first time he got the ball over 20 times all year. So if they Washington can has that, a good run defense. They have too. a great run defense, only allowing 92 yards a game. They do. And that's the, and see, that's the thing. Like the like, are we going to be able to beat the this the secondary? Like you. Without Waller, like they're going to be doubling who now? Like you're going to but double Renfro? Like that's like our next best option? Like I don't know. Hopefully not, because I'm picking them up for fantasy this week. Uh, yeah, I did too. But like it just it just puts a lot of like pressure on everybody else. And we've seen when you put pressure on the Raiders receivers to have to step up, they can't. You know what I mean? Yep. Like when Rugs went out, they couldn't do a thing. Like they didn't have a target in the first half against the Giants. Dude. Like that's pathetic. Um, I mean, they have an average quarterback too. So, <laughs> okay, dude. He only leads the league in yards, but you're right. He's average. And you also think uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson can throw the ball. So, we'll know, we know what your uh, idea is. I mean, he can throw the ball. He averages over like 250 yards a game. So, that would tell yeah, you he can't throw, throw the ball. ball. He can't throw the fucking ball, dude. I mean, he, <laughs> he can't he throw can, the ball like Mahomes or he the can top throw the quarterbacks, ball. but he can he throw just, the ball enough. And he yeah. throws the ball just to the other. Team. The other team, so the they were great passes. Later. <laughs> they were great passes, just uh to the wrong player. And he, right. maybe he's colorblind; he can't see orange. I don't know. I don't know. I but, don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's it's the it's really going to be a defensive struggle, in my opinion, dude. Like the under forty nine and a half is like feels really good here. I think both defenses are going to be um wreaking havoc. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Washington, for whatever reason, too, like they have the offense to run the ball, but they just want to throw with Heineke all the time. And they yeah. want to run it on third and one every fucking play, even though it's they ran the ball play. a lot last week, though. That's true. So they, they could have they could go back to it because it, it worked well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder if that was more and Curtis Samuel is coming back this week, too. Well, he played last week. Barely, he only he was yeah, not much. snaps. And like the other thing too, I wonder if like a lot of that was because they knew if they gave the ball back to Seattle that they're just gonna go three and out, so it didn't really matter. Probably they went three and out for like six possessions in a yeah, row, dude. Stupid. They had like a total of like four yards. Mm. She was ugly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm taking Washington this week just because they're I don't know they're 
designed to do well against what the Raiders do bad. So, yep. All right. So we're all in Washington there. We're going to go through uh, two quick hits here. Um, we've got a lot this week because there's a lot of shitty games, in my opinion. There's also yeah. a lot of shitty teams this year. Uh, so we're going to talk Eagles going into New York to play the Jets. Eagles are seven-point favors here. 45 is the over-under. Where are you guys going? Bro, seven points is way too much to be laying on the road for anybody It's the that Jets. the Eagles are playing. Hey, Jets won last week, dude. And their defense actually looked good last week, too. I mean, it was the Texans, but Tyrod Taylor hasn't looked bad at all, you know, outside of one game this year. So, you know, maybe they figured a little something out. Elijah Moore is really becoming a fucking great player, by yeah, the they way. They fucking throw it to him. Well, they started getting involved in the second half last week, and that's when yeah, they started winning, dude. That's true. So, so you know, I like – I honestly like the Jets here, dude. I I can't lay seven on the road with Jalen Hurts, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I can't do it. <laughs> and, you know, the Hurts played fucking terrible, but – them losing last week wasn't even his fault. You know what I mean? Like he threw dimes in that on that final drive that were both dropped by the guy who will not be named. Jalen Rager. Picked, I knew that, but he was picked ahead of Justin Jefferson, so he will not be named because that's yeah. embarrassing for the franchise. Um, well, fuck but, the Eagles, dude. <laughs> but like, did you see, like, just to throw like Rager <clears throat> under the bus even more, on the one that was the touchdown, not the one that hit him on the hands on the one, but the one that hit him in the helmet, the dude's eyes were closed, dude. Like he yeah, had his no, eyes closed and trying to catch the ball. But um I do agree that the Jets have actually been playing pretty good. Um, as weird as that sounds, like hurt coming out when I said it. Um and I just think that the Eagles like to keep, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what the Eagles like could be because Hertz could throw four picks or he can run for four touchdowns. We don't really know. Um well, everything with them starts on the ground, dude. They have to run yeah. the ball effectively for them to be effective offensively. And honestly, the only thing the Jets do good defensively is stop the run. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, well, that's yeah, be, great. they're not yeah. great at stopping the run, but that's the only thing they do on defense. And honestly, last week, their defense looked really good. Maybe, maybe Salah got something going on now. Maybe. I think I'm. Yeah, I'll take the Jets here. I think I'm going to go with the Jets just because it seems like they're starting to figure out the offense a little bit. All right, I think you guys are nuts. If the <laughs> Dolphins were able to beat them by seven, the Eagles will be able to. Beat Dolphins them are seven. better than the Eagles. Uh, yeah, the Dolphins. Dolphins think you might sneak in the playoffs, dude. Yeah, Dolphins are definitely a better team than the Eagles. Tells of their defense. You should be happy about that, too. Is going to get some fucking praise. That jersey's price is going up, dude. Yeah, that thing's sitting somewhere. I need to find that. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Uh, that was supposed to be a quick hit. I guess that was pretty quick. Uh, this one is going to be a quick hit as well. We've got the Colts heading into Houston to play the Texans. Colts are nine point favors here over under sitting at 45 and a half. Colts all day uh, yeah. Colts. for me. Colts. Yep. Taking the hard Colts. We're all on Colts. All on Colts here. All They'll right. Run the ball again. Let's, uh, let's talk about this one. We've got the Ravens. Heading into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Ravens are four and a half point favors on the road. Steelers stink. Steelers offense stinks. Steelers defense stink. Um, 
I'm going to be going Ravens here, even with, I think Lamar is going to have a bounce back game. I, the way that he was talking after his, uh, in his press conference and this week, putting all the blame on himself, I think he's going to go out there and just run the ball like fucking crazy. He's coming off like two bad games though. Yeah. But four interceptions is, uh, is one that you have to, you have to, you know, make a quick turnaround on and, I think he comes up big here. Yeah. Well, plus, uh, what's his name? TJ Watt's not playing. He has COVID. Watt's not at. So yep, like, not playing again. We saw what happens when TJ Watt doesn't plays doesn't play. Excuse me. The Steelers defense they takes the shit right. Like he missed three games in a row. They lost to the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Packers. You know what I mean? Like he comes back. They won four in a row, and then he's now out again. So, um, not that he did much to help him last week, but, um. Same time, like I, I kind of agree with you. I think they go back to running the ball more and not having Lamar throw. I think they got Bateman back, and they're like, "Yeah, let's get Lamar throwing the ball." Um, and plus, like the teams that you know what I mean, like it just seemed like that was like their mindset of where they wanted to go. Uh, it didn't work, so now they're gonna go back to their bread and butter. Um, and crazy uh, too, because Pittsburgh's defense is like fucking bottom third of the league this year in both pass and rushing dude yeah it's crazy like they're not good at anything i know it's that time of possession man we talk like we talk about it a lot i know but like that offense does not help that defense out at all no. you know what i mean they so when you're going yeah you can't run the ball you can't fucking convert on third down like you just can't do anything you can't keep your team your defense rested you know yeah. and even like years past uh, the one thing the Steelers were always able to do, they're able to control the time of possession, you know, and they can't do that this year. Uh, they're arguing over music in the fucking practice facility. Like, <laughs> that shit is so dumb. Dude. It's so dumb. But I feel like that's like every year with the Steelers. Last year was the TikTok dances by a fucking by Schuster. Like, yeah. like, give me a fucking break, Tomlin. Get control of your fucking locker room, dude. Like, Steelers stink. Well, it's- Hello, funny, like Mike Tomlin's response to that was like, yeah, he should probably focus on playing wide receiver and I'll focus <laughs> on those things. And he even, right, and it's it's, so Chase even said when he was saying it too, he was like, you know, I feel like we should have music to like lively up, but, you know, Coach T's been doing this a lot longer than I have. <laughs> right. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> all right. So we all Ravens here. Fucking Canadians, dog. This is why Canadians don't play football, bro. <laughs> That's We're a generalization. Little heads, Canadians. I mean, yeah. Claypool is like the only Canadian I know of that plays that's played football. Who else has played football as Canadian? Are you still drinking that twelve percent over there? No, I passed. No, that's it. actually a that's actually a good point. I don't know. Not that many Canadians play football, dude. They play hockey yeah, out there. Point. That's true. You think? And plus, they have the Canadian Football League, which is just crazy rules. Yeah. But I mean, those are all Americans for the most part. Yeah. 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 Like, literally, dude, Chase Claypool is the only dude on the top of my head I know is from Canada. Somebody sends me, like, a a list of the best Canadian players on Twitter. Send me that if you guys know it, because, like, I don't know. As of uh, August, the best five Canadian players, uh, Laurent Duvernay, Tardif, offensive line from Kansas City, Chase Claypool, wide receiver at, at Steelers, Javon Holland from the Dolphins, Chubba Hubbard from the Panthers. Oh, that's right. Chubba's uh, from Canada, Neville dude. Neville from Dallas. See, 
you don't know any of those names except for Chubba Hubbard and Chase. Hey, that list stinks, dude. Nikhil oh, Harry, Nikhil Harry is also from uh, Canada. Blame Canada. But dude, like, yeah, Canadians don't play football, dude. Because <laughs> they want to listen to music, bro. Like, it's uh, Eli Anku, Anthony Auclair, Tavon Campbell, Chase Claypool, Christian Covington. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just reading the list. Actually, the names, there's actually a decent number here. I mean, nobody right. huge. Can you name but... all the Americans in the NFL? No, I don't want to know. What <laughs> What's two, the point? 14. My point is that you know Chase Claypool is probably the best Canadian. There are 25 player. Canadians in the NFL this year, and we know Good two of them. them. Good for them, dude. We know there's a couple of them. They don't even like, have enough to I'm build not, an actual national team. I'm actually gonna not gonna lie to you guys. I think we spent way too much time talking about Canadians Canadian playing football. football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, good point. Hey, but it's good. It's interesting information, dude. It, 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 I mean, I did want to know, so I guess I could put that blame on yeah. myself. All right. A better question is: Has there ever been? A player in the NFL born from any other country other than Canada or the U.S. I don't know that one. I'd say Maybe, yes. Probably Mexico. Yeah. Well, no, what is an American there. sport? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Like literally only American. Probably players. like England <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, there was the. Uh, the oh, there was Australian, that rugby player. Yeah, yeah, the Australian rugby player too. Yeah, punters too. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And kicker Sebastian Janikowski, born in Poland, dude. All right, so, so are we going Ravens or Steelers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here? all yeah. Ravens. All Ravens, okay. All right, let's move to one we're going to skip through, and then we've got one more we're going to talk about. We're going to skip through the Rams hosting the Jaguars. Over-under is sitting at 13 full points. Rams. Oh, sorry, sorry. spread is sitting at 13 full points. Over-under is at 48. Rams. Rams by 13? Yeah. yeah, dude, the Rams beat up on shitty-ass teams, dude. And, and they're at home. So they they're at- Stay close, though. Not last week. Yeah, Urban Meyer stays close, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, he's got his hand somewhere. Boom, so. boom. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, That's the I, was, I was listening to a radio show today on a major network, and they had a college football writer on, and they were talking about the Notre Dame job. Obviously, Notre Dame announced a coach later on in the day, but, you know, the the radio host was like, oh, well, what about a guy like Notre Dame and the college football writer was like, I think after the picture surface, I don't think he'll be a good fit at a Catholic school. <laughs> very good point. That is a very good That's point. true. 13 points is a lot, though, and the Rams have sucked recently. Yeah, give me the Rams. I'm going to go. Ben's going Jags, dude. Take I the Jags. I think I'm going to go man. Jags at 13. Okay. T-Law's coming out party? No. I, they're still going to lose, but not by not by 13. No, I'll the, give Rams are gonna fucking, the Rams are going to beat the fucking shit out of them, dude. It's going to be like, like 10. Dude, Urban Meyer in LA, bro. Flame going to be paying attention to the game. <laughs> he's got fucking four girls he's going to be texting the whole time. Pretty much. Dude, he's probably going to be out the night before, dude. Yeah, they're gonna be thinking he's calling audibles and shit, and really he's just like fucking giving them like guest OSs to meet him in the parking lot. Dude, straight up. 
13 is a lot there. All right, let's talk about this uh, final not-so-prime-time game. We've got the Niners heading into Seattle to play the Seahawks. Niners are sitting at three-and-a-half-point favors here. Over-under is sitting at 45. Neutral so this field, is six-and-a-half points. So, Ben, this is a interesting line because, to me, this is the game where it's like, all right, what am I missing here? Because this should easily be Niners minus three-and-a-half. Why is it only three and a half? Debo's out. Debo is out. Great question. That's probably Great. that's probably Debo it. is out. Yep. Well, so highly likely. No, he's yeah, out. He's gonna be they out. basically ruled him yeah. out today. Doubtful. Um, and, and that's what I really wanted to bring up. So Niners minus three and a half. All three of us probably blind bet would take Niners minus three and a half. No Debo Samuel, and he's been a huge, huge, huge part of their offense, whereas the years before it was like all George Kittle. Dude, George Kittle is an afterthought this year. Everything they do with Debo Samuel is a game changer, dude. They get Debo Samuel handoffs. They get Debo Samuel end arounds. Debo Samuel throwing the ball. Debo Samuel catching the ball. Like He is literally their utility ninth dog. He's their best player. Yep. Hands down, he's their best oh, player. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. You know who's been starting to come back into shape is Ayuk. Uh, and they've been trusting him with the ball a little bit more. We've he is not Debo Samuel, games. though. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, but can replace Debo. I think that's that's why we don't see it as a you know anything over three and a half points here is because he's not a Debo Samuel. Uh, but he is a he he's a good wide receiver, and he's going to be getting a lot of touches this week. I, I think you know he's going to be a a great person to pick up off the waiver wire because. You know, you know he's going to be getting the ball, and Jimmy G and him have been having you know those connections. I mean, the first what six, seven weeks he was non-existent, but whatever they've been doing in the locker room, they've been doing at practice has gotten that uh, that connection a little bit back back up to where it was last year. And you know he's he's getting those deep balls, he's getting those uh, those touchdown passes. So I thinking of connections. What the fuck is going on between Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf? I think it's personal. I don't think that it's game plan or anything. I feel like it's something that Russell Wilson's doing intentionally not to throw him the football. So only reason that can explain it. DK's Why would you not just throw... uh, DMs? Dude, yeah, that's got to be it, it, dude. There's got to be something, right? Because like watching the game, like DK was open. A lot of times, and he wasn't even looking at him. He's not even looking his direction, dude. And the only time he did throw it to him, he threw it out of bounds and, like, 10 feet over his head, dude. Like, it definitely feels intentional on what he's doing. And he just keeps throwing the the Everett. And I also think, too, Wilson can't throw the ball downfield because of that finger. You know what I mean? And Metcalf's production is majority downfield. Do you think that finger is still bothering him? Has to because you see that first pass he threw to Lockett. It was like the 50 yard strike on the sideline. That was a duck, dude. Lockett had to like stop almost fair catch it. To, you know what I mean? Like before yeah. he could start running. And normal Wilson just hits him because he had no one within 20 yards of him. Um, so well, I think that finger is still bothering him because he's only throwing check downs all the time. Like when have we ever seen him throw to a tight end as much as he's throwing to Gerald Everett right now? Well, this is an interesting stat to hear, guys. Russell Wilson has more wins against the San Francisco 49ers than he does against any other team in the National Football League. And that includes the other division rivals, Arizona and 
the Rams, he has beat the Niners 15 times out of 19. Yeah, yeah, but that's a completely different Russell Wilson than we're seeing this year and even the end of last year. Yeah, I I'm do just think, saying. No, it's uh, definitely a worth yeah. mentioning, too. Yeah. And I, I just think, though, the Niners are just going to hand the ball out to Mitchell all game, dude. Like, the dude gets five, six yards anytime he wants. You know, and, uh, like, and the Seahawks couldn't slow down uh, Antonio Gibson either last week. Yeah, like, I just feel like the, the Niners still, even without – um Debo plus Ayuk last year if we remember he was the guy who was getting the end arounds he was the guy that was running the ball out of the backfield before they realized that Debo is just a better receiver and better playmaker you know what I mean so it's not like he's not used to it so he can definitely just fall back into that role um I don't know. I still think that even though with Debo out, it's a huge loss but the Niners still have weapons they still have Kittle they still got Ayuk Mitchell is turning into like one of the better rookies of this season. Um, he's just a hard-nosed runner, you know. Uh, and I think the Niners defense is going to cause a lot of problems for Russell Wilson and that janky nah, that offensive line. That defense hasn't been causing problems for anybody. We're talking about defensive line for the uh, for that uh, terrible offensive line that the uh, Seahawks are running out there. What's Jimmy G's record versus Seattle? That I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's like, I think he has one win against Seattle. It off the top be. of my head. It can't be that good, especially if Russell Wilson's 15 and four against the Niners, dude. His can't one be and that four. good. One and four, dude. Hey, give me the Seahawks. Give me the points. I'm, I'm going to take the Niners. I'm going Niners, too. I can't believe I'm taking the Seahawks. Man. I can't believe you're taking this. I know. Well, I don't know what you're thinking right now. <laughs> That's a bad football team. I'm, I mean, I'm making the smart play here, dude. Yikes. This actually might be best yikes, material, dude. dude. Yikes. Hashtag yikes. <laughs> All right, we are going to move out of the games themselves, and we are going to focus on some individual players in our fantasy draft. Eddie took the Let's W go. last week. Huge finally, W last week. Finally, finally, dog. Huge, huge W. It's a matter of time, dude. Fantasy expert finally wins. I told you guys, just letting you guys hang around, hang around, yeah. dude. You know what I'm saying? He got lucky. <laughs> I like it. I like got it. Got lucky there. So he, he pulled a huge win. He uh, he got 148.88 points. I came in second with 116.3. And Jordan came in third with 107.58. It was a good week for all of us compared to our numbers, you know, the, the first few weeks that we've been doing this. Uh, so overall, I am in first place with 552.94 points. Eddie is in second with 542.26. And Jordan is in third with 527.26. Uh, so let's go ahead and start it this week. We're going to start with our QBs. We got two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. Um, I'm going to start it off with my QB. I went a little pricey here. I'm not going to lie, uh, but I think this is going to be a blowout uh, because they're playing Detroit. So I'm going with Kirk Cousins, Mister Three Interceptions over the whole year. Going with another guy that's only thrown three interceptions on the whole year, and that's Carson Wentz. Getting some value plus, I mean, uh, twenty-three dollars at Houston. I mean, come on, man. He got to. If he can't fucking blow out Houston, we got issues. 
And uh, I'm going to go with someone uh, just not incredibly a ton of money, throwing 12 interceptions this year. But he's been on fire the last two weeks. We're going Joe Burrow uh, at home against the Chargers. Uh, I mean, if you give up 40 points almost to the Steelers, I have no faith in that defense. So we're going to take Joe Burrow, 27 bucks. Uh, and Kirk Cousins was 33. I don't know if I said that. Um, I'm also going heavy on my uh, my running back. I think this is going to be a huge game for him, especially since it's going to be raining. So we are going to go with Joe Mixon for $34 against the Chargers. Nice. I like that. I originally picked Joe Mixon. I like switched my lineup around a little bit because he cost too much money. Ooh, I'm going to go Leonard Fournette at Atlanta. Yes. I did take Atlanta earlier in the show, and I even said Fournette never has two consecutive good games, yep. but <laughs> yep. we're, we're going to take uh, – I, I mean, the matchup's just too good to pass up. Like, if if he gets me a touchdown, I'll be happy. And for 25 bucks, that's not bad. No. no. And uh, I also went with Joe Mixon, spending a big 34 bucks. Um, I mean, Chargers can't stop the run. You know, that's one thing that they haven't been able to do uh, pretty consistently. Uh, and uh, he's, I mean, Joe Mixon's just been tearing it up too the last few weeks. So, yeah, um, yeah I definitely like Joe Mixon here. Nice. All right, because I spent so much money on Joe Mixon, I had go value for my second running back here. Um, and uh, we went with Miles Sanders coming off an of injury uh, and probably going to at least get a decent amount of uh, touches here. Um, Jets suck, so Miles Sanders for $19. My second running back, I'm going to take another. I mean, he's he's one of the higher-priced running backs this week, and that's going to be Connor at Chicago. Chicago hasn't been very good uh, stopping the run this year. Detroit moved the ball pretty easily on the ground with until Swift got hurt in that Thanksgiving game, too. So give me James Conner here. It's definitely elevated the Cardinals' offense since he's been able to run the ball, too, so I like it. And it's raining. Yep. Yep. Nice. Uh, and uh, I had to go with some value as well. Um, so I went with Mark Ingram for 15 bucks. Uh, I know that Kamara's going to be back. Uh, he's going to be questionable. I'm more banking on Ingram just getting maybe like a touchdown. Uh, you know, get into the red zone. Have that Taysom Hill-Mark Ingram combo. So I'm hoping that he can get in the end zone. Um, but I had to save some money because I spent some money in other places. Yep. I understand that. All right, so uh, wide receiver, my priciest wide receiver that I'm going with is uh, in Minnesota versus Detroit. Uh, for $25, I'm taking Adam Thielen. Uh, we've been talking about him over the last couple of weeks since he's the only one getting uh, touchdown passes. And I'm expecting Kirk Cousins, since I grabbed him earlier, to uh, throw at least three or four touchdowns this week. So, yeah, I got Thielen, too, at 25 bucks. <laughs> Good price. Uh, so I'm taking someone who I still can't believe his value, that like he's his value isn't a little higher. Uh, but we're gonna go with Jalen Waddle. Um, I mean, he is Tua's favorite receiver. Uh, he gets double-digit targets. I feel like every time Tua is in the game. Um, so, and he's been balling out. Had a great game last week. For Twenty-one bucks. I feel like that's pretty good value there. So, um, I'll take Jalen Waddle uh, with my first receiver. I'm going to go exactly what Eddie said there because I'm taking Jalen Waddle as my second receiver at $21. They're playing the Giants. Giants have a piss-poor uh, pass defense. So, 
Let's go for it. Damn, I was gonna take Jalen Waddle. I took him out too. I'm gonna go scary Terry McLaurin here. I think with Curtis Samuel getting more reps and being back in the game plan, I think he's gonna open up a lot of things for McLaurin. Um, the Raiders also missing their number one uh, defensive back, their number one cornerback. Uh, what's his name, Eddie? Trayvon Mullen? Yeah, Trayvon Mullen, number one rated mm. cornerback for them. That's one of Casey the top Hayward. rated cornerbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. So, like, Scary Terry out there. I bet they got Eventually, they're just going to throw it at fucking Abram, right? And you're going to have a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So not a bad idea. Uh, but I want to take a guy that we all seem to have taken for many weeks in the past. And uh, we we didn't take him for the last couple weeks. We take Michael Pittman. Um, still is uh, Wentz's favorite target. Um, and again, you mentioned it earlier going on against Houston. Uh, if Wentz is going to have a big game, it's going to be to Pittman. And for 22 bucks, I figure that's pretty good bet. Nice. Uh, my final wide receiver for the day is going to be a great value, in my opinion. Absolutely great value. And we talked about it earlier with Debo out. I'm taking Brandon Ayuk. Uh, 18 bucks, I think, is an absolute steal uh, because he's going to be the number one wide receiver you know, for the 49ers here. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Uh, $18 value play here. He's probably Derek Carr's number one target if Waller's not playing either. So I expect him to at least get targets to get some catches. Mm-hmm. It's probably, again, I think uh, Renfro's phenomenal. So I'm with it. But I did agree with Ben, and I went with Brandon. I, uh, the 18 bucks at being the number one guy, like, and I think he's going to get a lot of those Debo touches too out of the backfield, like we mentioned earlier. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, three out of his last four weeks, he's had over double digit points for 18 bucks. I'll take it. Hell yeah. All right. For my tight end, I am going with uh, Dawson Knox uh, for Buffalo going against New England. Um, he's going to get like three touchdowns. And uh, New England's going to drop down to six DVOA <laughs> just within this game all alone here. Um, so I can uh, I can beat Jordan on our bet for uh, for my jersey there. Um, so Dawson Knox, 53 points uh, for $15. I'll take 53 points. Well, Ben, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but Dawson <laughs> Knox is not a bad play. I'm gonna he's, take he's really going to be the only one that they can throw the ball to when it's in the red right. zone. So, I mean, that's that is definitely Allen's favorite target. But I'm gonna go with Travis Kelsey for 27 bucks. He's my second highest paid player. Um, I mean, he just gets a lot of catches, dude, all the time. He's always someone reliable. Patrick Mahomes starting to get things going. I like Kelsey here in this spot versus Denver. Yep, and uh, when healthy, I'm gonna go with probably the best tight end at least this year in football um just like again when healthy uh, we go rob gronkowski uh, i mean last week he had seven catches 130 120 yards excuse me uh, hasn't found the end zone since the first two weeks of the year so i think he's going to get in the end zone this week especially against that pits poor atlanta secondary um so we gonna take uh mr gronk for 21 bucks i fucking hate gronk mm-hmm. um biggest fucking hands i've ever seen uh, man, his uh, what USAA commercials are so fucking so annoying. stupid, dude. There's, there, I thought Peyton Manning's commercials were. <laughs> I'd take the discount double check. Uh, I know that's not paid, <laughs> but uh, any day over over those USAA commercials. All right, for my flex, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Ron, Ramondre Stevenson uh, for New England. Um, 
he's been balling out these last couple of weeks and I've been really impressed with his play. Um, so I'm hoping that he can he can keep it up. Primetime game going against Buffalo. Um, so we're going to go 18 bucks and I needed to save money. So 18 bucks, we're going with Stevenson. Nice for my flex player. I'm going uh, Javon Williams from Denver. He's definitely the best running back they have. When Denver decides they like to run with him, it changes everything. And they've been giving him more more snaps this year. So I'm going to go with Javon Williams. Nice. And uh, I'm taking another guy coming back from injury. I'm going to take CeeDee Lamb uh, as my flex. Um, 28 bucks, but... Uh, Again, I, that this, I feel like the uh, Cowboys, like we mentioned earlier, it's going to be, uh, they're not going to be, or they're going to, it's going to be a higher scoring game for them. Uh, the offense seemed to get rolling without them. Plus McCarthy's gone. So that's a benefit. Uh, and uh, yeah, just like CeeDee Lamb for 28 bucks. I think it's pretty good value for a top player. Yep. Yep. Uh, for defense, I am going to go with uh, Minnesota for $17. Um, Detroit's not putting up any points. They've never put up any points. They're averaging less than 20 a game. Um, Minnesota played decently against the 49ers last week. Um, so for 17, we'll go them. I only got $10 left, so I'm taking the best $10 defense. That's the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> against Cincinnati, huh? I mean, I guess it is raining. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're good against the pass, man. It's 10 bucks, dude. It's there a defense. Um... I'm going to actually make up and spend a little bit more on my defense this week. I'm going to spend $14. Uh, we're nice. going to take the uh, the Dolphins going against the Giants. You mentioned that Daniel Jones is in playing, so that actually might hurt the Dolphins a little bit uh, defense because they won't have the opportunity for the fumbles and the interceptions as much. But at the same time, they're averaging over three and a half sacks for the last four games since Flores took over the play calling. Uh, had 23 they had 23 points over 16 points three of the last four weeks again all in Flores took over this is one of the best scoring defenses last year I think they're coming back to that form uh, so 14 bucks I think they might outperform some of my other players to be honest Damn. Nice. all right so let's move into our primetime games of the week we've we're going to start with our game of the week and then we're going to move to Sunday and Monday night footballs uh, we'll start it off with the Chargers heading into Cincinnati as our game of the week. Right now, Bengals are sitting at minus three for the spread and over-under is sitting at 50 and a half points. I hate watching Chargers football, dude. This shit sucks. Like, it's just like the games are brutal to watch. Like, you never know what team you're getting with the Chargers. Like, on paper, they should be well, it's an even one of the week, best or teams it's in an football. Odd week, so That's true. Going. You did throw that little nugget out there when we yep. were uh, prepping for the show that they're undefeated on uh, even number weeks, I think it was, right? Yep. Five really and are, even number dude. weeks and yeah. one in five on – or, sorry, five and oh on odd number weeks, one in five on even number weeks. That's right, so. and it's an uh, odd week, so odd it week. does look good for the Chargers here. But like on paper, this team should be – you know what I mean? They should be fighting for the best record in football. The, no. the Chargers do Chargers things, dude. Yeah, I mean, look at that team is stacked, dude, offensively with Allen and Williams. They're not, and dude. Keenan Allen has lost a step, dude. No one wants to admit it, but, I mean, this guy's in, like, his – 10th year dude yeah but it's not it's not even that it's their fucking coaching decisions dude like i've never like they go for it on every fourth down and they never get it dude like they're always putting their defense in terrible fucking positions they did it last week um and the coaching has been i think the 
biggest hindrance for the Chargers this year. Also, too, Herbert's been a little up and down. It's only his second year, though. You can't really expect him to come out and, like, light it up every week. You know what I'm saying? But, like, they pretty much gave the Broncos that game by trying to go for it on every fourth down in the first half and was giving the Broncos great field position. Um, so I – and honestly, the Bengals have been playing some of the best football in the league. They, I feel like they're, like, a very streaky team, right? They were doing that before. Then they lost a couple in a row. Uh, like when they uh, beat the Ravens 41 17, uh, beat the Steelers, you know, they had that run where they went four and four and one and they lost two. And I think they're on that streak again. Um, and they're at home. So uh, I'm going to take the Bengals here. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if it's actually going to be a blowout, but I think they win by at least six. Six is pretty big. I think a big part of the Chargers' issues is like they're, their uh, offensive line went through some hiccups throughout the course of the year. Um, and that's kind of been like some inconsistency for them. And when they're healthy on the offensive line, they've been really good. That was when they were four and one at one point. And now their offensive line is starting to get healthy. They're getting guys back. Uh, their starting left guard is going to be back this week. Um, they don't have Brian Bulaga, but Brian Bulaga only played one game this year. So right. it's not like we know what we're getting from him and then their defense is actually starting to get more healthy now too and i think that is a big a big thing they've been good against the pass all year because obviously they have joey bosa they can get after the quarterback kenneth murray is now back this is a second full game back um so honestly i like the chargers here i i think they're gonna win outright i like a money line um you know we talked about the Bengals a little bit they've kind of been up and down as well they lost two in a row to the Jets and the um, who Browns. was the other team? The, the Browns, and then they won two in a row against the uh, Raiders and Steelers. Raiders and Steelers. Steelers lose not a good team. Out. Yeah, they did. But this is a. I think the Chargers are a more even team and a more complete team than both those teams they just beat. Give me the give me the Chargers here money line. Plus the points, dude. Yeah, I'm going with Eddie with Cincinnati here. Um, and, and that's just because Mixon's been in the game and he's been running mm-hmm. the ball well, and that's a huge hole that Cincinnati, uh, that uh, the Chargers cannot fill right now. They cannot stop the run, and that's going to be a, a big downfall for them. Um, you've got Chase, who's not been you know, up to his normal – well, I guess his the the way they started the season, but you've really seen a, a big uptick in T. Uh, I almost called him T. T's Higgins, T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know he's been he's been there when they've needed him this year. So I'm going Bengals here. Yeah, the other thing too, you know, the whole West Coast team going to play a East Coast, you know, time zone. Um, it's a 10 a.m. game. You know, we always, we know how that West Coast team struggle there. Plus, if it is going to be raining, like the weather report says, Joe Mixon against Chargers the, have been good on the East Coast though this year. If it's still the with the the one weakness of the Chargers defense, and it's been their weakness is stopping the run. And you got Joe Mixon, who's been the best running back in football at least the last two weeks. But you're right; they are the Bengals are a streaky ass team. You know what I mean? So is this both the these teams that, are? Yeah, yep. that's true. Like, is this the week that like you know? shit hits the fan for the Bengals. I mean, they just came off a big win off against the Steelers, but they didn't have to play any of their starters for like the second half pretty much. So they only played that it's like a preseason game. So a little rested there, I guess. But 
Yeah. Um, I think it's this, the Bengals' second straight home game, right? Is, is that as well? I think doing like a little mini homestand. Uh, yeah. They, they didn't played. have to travel at all. You know what I mean? Like, that's a benefit too. So are you going yeah, Bengals or are you stick- going Chargers? I'm sticking with the Bengals. Yeah, I'm stick with the Bengals. All right, let's move into our Sunday night football game. Uh, did this one get flexed? Yeah, it was supposed Sunday to be night. The, uh, it was supposed to be the Niners Seahawks, but they moved it for the Broncos yeah. Chiefs. Okay. Uh, so we've got Broncos heading into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. It's like, yeah, I know Seattle sucks, but Broncos kind of suck too. So. I guess I guess they'll get more, more viewership here. So, uh, Broncos are heading into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Chiefs are nine and a half point favors at home. Over under is sitting at forty seven. It just feels weird to say that this game is could potentially be for first place in the division. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like the Broncos, I don't like the Broncos are a weird, weird team, dude. Like very not, weird. They're just not a very good team. Like we can all like be honest about that. Like Teddy Bridgewater is definitely not the answer going forward. But somehow they seem to beat like good teams, right? Yep. Like it's strange. It doesn't make. It's almost like teams look past them and they're just like, hey, by the way, we can play defense. You know. Uh, yeah. Without Von Miller too. Right. I, they've even had a better pass rush without him. So is yeah, that yeah, Von Miller may have lost a step? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, if you think about it, like, they started the year uh, 3-0, right? Then they lost the four in a row when they actually had to play some, like, tougher teams. Um, but since then, they've been 3-1, and dude. Like, beating, like, the Cowboys, the Chargers. and But, again, losing to the Eagles? Like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is what it doesn't make sense. And the other thing, too, like, we could talk about the Broncos all day, but I think the Chiefs are finally, like, caught a rhythm. Um, they're They're okay with just taking what's given to them, um, which if that's the case, then they've kind of figured out their code because their biggest issue was um, Mahomes trying to, you know, always stretch it down the field. The only thing that worries me, though, dude, is I feel like if those fucking passes get tipped by the receivers, it's going to be picked by Denver. You know what I mean? Like, Sertain's been playing really well. It's going to be picked well. by anybody. Yeah, yeah I but mean, I think Denver specifically, you know what I mean? Like, Sertain had the two picks last week with the pick six. Like, uh, I think the Broncos secondary is like a, is the strong point of this team. Um, so if, if they, if the chiefs can control the turnovers, they're going to win. And if they don't fucking go for it on fourth and one on the fucking 50, dude, like yep. this is how the Broncos win. I feel like at the end of the day, they're really good on fourth down. They have to be like the best fourth down team in football. Well, fellas, the one thing we have not talked about, is Andy Reid's record after a buy? Yeah, yeah, nine and he's, three, right? Oh, it's more than that. I think he's played, way more than that. Yeah, he's been coaching a long time, but I'm pretty sure he only has like three losses. He doesn't lose after a buy. He's he's probably nineteen and three, Ben. That's probably what you were reading. Uh, I don't know what his record ATS is after a buy, but I'm I'm assuming it's pretty good because he he can coach. He's one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL. I like the Chiefs here, minus nine and a half. They've been playing a lot better. Their defense especially has been stepping up uh, during their four-game win streak. And Denver doesn't have a great offense. So I don't think they're going to be – I think they'll be able to, like, run the ball, and, and I think they'll move the ball, but I don't think they're going to score a ton of points. So mm-hmm. give me the Chiefs here, minus nine and a half. 
1903. There we go. Um, nice. Yeah, I think you're right here. And, and something that I think is interesting to to go with is, you know, what you were saying, I think, yesterday when we were talking about our outline of how the spread has changed back to the Chiefs. You know, the first, you know, probably, what, nine weeks, ten weeks? Um, everything was, was low. And then we have a huge nine and a half here, you know, this week. So is Vegas overcompensating on this or I think the, Broncos, are the Broncos that bad? I think the biggest thing about the market, Ben, cause I mean, the chiefs are still four and seven against the spread, but it started out where they were like, you know, seven plus point favorites every week. And they covered oh against gosh. the Browns. No, not all the time. Maybe they covered against game, their their first game against the Browns. They're five and a half point favorites. Second game, they were four point favorites. Lost. Uh, third game against the Chargers, seven point lost. Then they won their first game against the spread. They were seven point favorites at Philadelphia. Then lost Buffalo, six and a half point favorites. Won, but we saw the spread get back up to Giants ten and a half. Giants covered that. And then the spread slowly decreased seven, three, two and a half. Now we're yeah. back at nine and a half. So yeah. interesting fact too, is they're only one and three against the spread when it's over seven points. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's that's why I'm kind of questioning is that, is this too much? Mm-hmm. I don't think because so. These are, these are the numbers that we saw last year with Kansas city when they didn't cover, right. they still won, but they didn't cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing too, like with the Broncos, like, I feel like the games that the Broncos uh, cover or win or whatever, um, they are up early, right? And then they just kind of hang on and hold on to the leads. Um, But I don't think they're going to have that luxury. You know what I mean? I think if the Chiefs come out and score a touchdown on their first drive, it's almost over. You know, it's weird as that sounds, but I don't think the the Broncos are designed to come from behind, you know? No, uh, not at all, dude. But they have they have great receivers, you know what I mean? But, like, who's getting them the ball? Like, Teddy, Teddy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he is what he is. Um, man, I do – I want to pick the fucking Broncos here, dude, just be for to cover – but at the same time, like again, if it's twenty-one nothing, I think it's a wrap. So, dude, if it's, I think you're right, dude. If it's seven nothing, if the Chiefs get the ball and score right away, it could be yeah. trouble, dude. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go off of Andy Reid and bye week, so I will take the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Kansas City as well. Um, all right, let's move over to our Monday night football game. And to be honest, I think this is the best game of the week. Um, it could it could very well be the uh, you know the the Bengals Chargers game. But uh, I'm I'm excited to watch the Pats head into Buffalo to play the Bills. Uh, right now, Bills are two and a half point favors, so they're saying on a neutral field that uh, Patriots are winning by a half a point here. Over under is sitting at forty four. I like the, the Bills team. here. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the best team the Patriots have played, right? Yeah, in their since they have went on their six game winning streak. Yep. Well, the, yeah, since they went on their winning streak, yeah. Yeah. Because they, I mean, I like the Bills here just for the simple fact that like they play good defense against everybody, even when they lose, except for that, mm. except for that Colts game. That Colts game's an anomaly, dude. Right. So, so I like. 
I mean, I definitely like uh, like Buffalo here, dude. Offensively, they're not like great per se. You know what I mean? But yeah, there's one thing too for the Bills that I think has really changed their offense around a little bit is the emergence of Matt Breida in their backfield. That's true. Uh, you know, uh, he he's not he's. He's not like a huge name, but he was a productive back for the Niners before going to Buffalo. Uh, and he's been productive there too. Like he's just gaining four or five yards. You know what I mean? Like move, they're able to run the ball. So it just pre- pre- creates that like different dynamic. And I think it's really benefited them um, offensively. So um, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, you got to remember, like we talked about Mac Jones and how great he's been and uh, how well he's played, which he definitely has. But at the same time, like he is a rookie, you know what I mean? Like as much as well prepared as Belichick can get him, he's going to have those. He's playing the best defense he's going to face all year. You know what I mean? Uh, And he's playing. And they're getting healthy again. Yeah. In Buffalo. No, on top of that. So uh, I think if this is in New England, we might be like when it is in New England in week 16, it might be a different story. And you can circle that game now, too, because that'll probably be for the division. Um. But, like, this week, because it's in Buffalo, I will take uh, the Bills as well. Uh, I like the under in this game, to be honest, even though it's so low at 43 and a half. Yeah. It's low, but I still like it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Sounds like we're all on Bills here. Bills, baby. Nobody circles a wagon like the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) bills mafia all right all right all right all right it's that time of the night it's that time for best bets last week we were hot sizzling hot on fire in fuego as they say we were three and one I gave out three bets. I like two bets on Thursday on Thanksgiving. Four and one. I'm sorry. I like two bets on Thanksgiving, so I had to give them out. I lost Bears minus two and a half by a half a point. Hit Raiders plus seven and a half, which was like my best bet of the week. And I hit Niners minus three. Uh, Ben, you had... What did you have last week? Rams oh, you had Rams-Packers over 48. That was a W. And then you had Bears-Lions under 41 and a half. That was easy nice. money right nice. there. Uh, Never so, sweat, dude. Yeah, you know, he, he, he texts me in like the second quarter. He's like, oh, this over-under is basically money. <laughs> so he was, he was right on it. Eddie didn't have any best bets last week. He was out on the IR. So, Ben, let's start with you this week. What are your two best bets? And we're going with me, huh? All right, so we are going to start it off with an under bet. We are going to go under for Philly and the New York Giants, uh, under 45 and a half. Um, both of these offenses suck. Uh, the defenses suck too, but it uh, it's not going to be as big of a, a hit here. I think the Eagles defense is definitely uh, going to hinder the Jets. Um, Zach Wilson is not the answer. So glad we didn't pick him up as an Niners QB. Uh, but 45 and a half, I think, uh, you know, if you're if you're looking at both teams getting, you know, 23 points, that's definitely not going to happen. 
Um, and uh, so I, I think we can take that as a W there. Um, the other game that I'm going to go with is the Dallas Cowboys and the New Orleans Saints, and I'm going to go over 47 here. Um, I think both of these teams are going to be putting up points, and it's going to be a shootout. I think Dallas is definitely going to be coming up on top um, by, what, seven was the line that we were talking about earlier? Was it seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to have like a – you know, 35-21 game, uh, that puts us well over. If we look at the numbers uh, the numbers this year, you know, Dallas is putting up an average of 30 points, uh, New Orleans 23. Uh, both of those put us over 47. If you look at the uh, amount that they give up a game, they're both giving up 22.6 and 22.7 points. Um, and, you know, those put us really damn close to that 47 um, so with our seven-point spread here, uh, I definitely think Cowboys and the Saints are going over 47. Nice, Eddie. Where are you going this week? Uh, so we kind of blew by this game earlier in the week. Uh, talked a lot about next in this game. But we're going with the uh, Dolphins, uh, giving up four to the Giants uh, in Miami. Uh, Dolphins have been one of the best teams in football the last few weeks. Um, the defense is figuring things out. Giants offense is abysmal. Saquon Barkley doesn't look like the Saquon Barkley once was. Um, and uh, if Daniel Jones is out, and I still think that benefits the Dolphins. The Dolphins defense is probably going to score a touchdown here. So uh, I'm going to take the uh, Dolphins. Let's take the I'm odds on four. that. What's that? Uh, Dolphins defense touchdown? Yeah, I would probably I could like find it. I'd, plus I'd bet 5,000. If I could find it, I'd bet it for sure because I'm pretty confident in that defense. Um, and then the second game that I wanted to go with uh, this week is actually going to be the Ravens um, minus four and a half in Pittsburgh. I know it's a division game, uh, and I know that like these games are usually relatively close, but at the same time, like you no know, TJ Watt is really what makes me lean this way for uh, Baltimore. That's a completely different Pittsburgh team, not just defensively, but the whole team is different uh, when Watt's not on the field. So. Uh, um, I'm definitely. I will be taking the Ravens on the road, giving the four and a half to the Steelers. And I'm taking all chalk. All right. I'm gonna go with my first best bet. I'm gonna go Kansas City minus nine and a half. I just think Kansas City is starting to play very well. Andy Reid off the bye effect, nineteen and three. Give me Kansas City minus nine and a half, and I'm gonna take the Seattle Seahawks plus three and a half against the 49ers. Jimmy G, 1-4 against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson, 15-4 in his career against the, against the San Francisco 49ers. I just think this is a divisional game. I know Russ has played like shit. I know the Seahawks haven't looked very good. No Debo Samuel. Give me Seattle plus a points. Division game on at home. Like it. All right, so a five in one week. That's going to be good. Uh, five and one. Okay. Um, man, I still don't like that bet, but to each their own. To each uh, bro, I got to get back to 500, man. I got to take some risk here. And it's not going to be with Seattle. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I think all right, so, so, dude. All right. We'll see how these turn up. Watch. I'm going to get the only loss of the week, but <laughs> it's just because I'm talking shit. All right. So uh, great podcast, guys. Thanks, everybody out there for listening to APR. That's the Annexation of Puerto Rico podcast. Make sure to check out the website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com, where you can find all of our 
social media information and talking about social media, you can go to Twitter and check out taproom underscore sports. You can go to Instagram, which is at taproom sports podcast, or you can go to the website and get all of our information. Uh, you can check out Eddie's, which is at Eddie TSP uh, on Twitter, or you can check out Jordan, which is Jordan rules TSP. Um, yes, and, sir. Uh, check out all of their picks uh, throughout the week. They're always putting things up. We got some great bets. Minus one. Make sure to check out uh, if you do like bets, make sure to check out TSP wagers. Uh, those come out every Friday where we look at uh, we look at bets for Saturday. Uh, we usually do a basketball and a hockey one. Make sure to check out the Taproom Sports Podcast where Jordan and I review beer and the weekend sports. Man, we got a bunch of podcasts out right now. Uh, if you like hockey, make sure to check out the Biscuits and Barrels, which is going to be coming out uh, the, not this upcoming week, but the following week, um, where we are in collaboration with the 90-Second Beer Review. We review a barrel-aged beer and talk some NHL. Eddie took the W this week, so the minute is his. Oh, shit. Dude. It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, I mean couple weeks that's fine you know like i said i want you to get you guys out there i want to let you guys talk a little bit it's all good uh my biggest so it's gonna be a fucking bitch session because the nfl nfl officiating is a fucking nightmare dude like <laughs> it is like i realize we could say this every year but they're dictating football games like i literally had to eat turkey and watch fucking hockeyless sun every five seconds on the fucking tv 28 penalties and they declined an additional seven so we're talking 35 penalties that were called that i had to watch the refs do. i mean the cowboys uh, committed the a cowboys did them i mean they're not like they but like at least let the fucking players play dude like it almost feels like the nfl is choosing and picking which games they want with the officiating and if you don't want that stigma you don't want me to feel that way or want the fans to feel that way you need to do something about it make these officials full-time employees like and make review game film find them when they screw up and let's move on dude at least if they're full-time employees then i don't have anything to fucking complain about amen brother amen okay, okay. no more fucking you know they make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to fucking blow games I mean, oh, and, dude, and I'm sure they're betting a lot of that 250000 to make even more. So. Saying, dude. All right. So we got the W this week with Raider Eddie. We got Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats. And I am Big Ball and Ben Larson. We will see you next week. So first, some week 14 action. Oh,